0: Welcome to the Choice Magazine podcast, Beyond the Page. Choice, the magazine of professional coaching, is your go-to source for expert insights and in-depth features from the world of professional coaching. I'm your host, Gary Schleifer, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. In each episode, we go beyond the page of articles published in Choice Magazine and dive deeper into some of the most recent and relevant topics impacting the world of professional coaching exploring the content, interviewing the talented minds behind the articles and uncovering the stories that make an impact. Choice is more than a magazine. For over 21 years, we've built a community of like-minded people who create, use and share coaching tools, tips and techniques to add value to their businesses. And of course, what we all want, make a difference with our clients. In today's episode, I'm speaking with certified health and wellness coach, John O'Brien, who's the author of an article in our latest issue, and for those that are doing the video, there it is, Humanizing (laughs) Healthcare, uh, Courageous Coaching at a Crossroads. John's article is entitled, Workplace Incivility, It Costs and How Coaches Can Help. And that, my friends, is on page 46 of this issue. A little bit about uh, my friend, John, Uh, with over three decades of experience, John O'Brien is a seasoned expert in guiding individuals through significantly stressful life situations and transitions by offering practical and actionable strategies to navigate them with ease. Through his programs, John equips clients with tangible skills and concrete tools that empower them to swiftly reduce stress levels And personal <laughs> wellness tra- leading to immediate positive transformation. John is an ICF ACC certified coach and a certified health and wellness coach through the National Board of Health and Wellness Coaches. So he's impotent. In his spare time, John enjoys, and this I did not know, motorcycling. Didn't know that one. Skiing, biking, and further developing his ability in Deutsch. Er kann Deutsch sprechen. He, uh, German, for those of you that don't speak German. <laughs> With a name like Schleifer, I better know a little bit of something. <laughs> he also serves as full-time staff to his gifted cat, Shadi. Did I say that right?
1: You said that right, and Shadi appreciates it. Oh, bless.
0: And I uh, have the good fortune of having known John for a long time through the Gay Coaches Alliance. Uh, we work worked together on committees, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, I'm, I'm happy and Thrilled to call him my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today, John.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Oh it's like old home place. week. All right, exactly. You, it's like
1: old home week here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are we talking about in today's committee meeting, John? No. Right, right. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. I know the answer to this, but why did you write this article?
1: What happened? Well, I um I had been you know, I've worked with clients for many years, but in the past, probably um, eight years, 10 years, have seen a significant rise in what I have um, thought of as kind of rude or uncivil behaviors. And then Christine Porath, who's kind of one of the gurus in Mm -hmm. the field of incivility, whose research really serves as the foundation uh, for this work, presented at a conference. Rather, just a a funny aside. While she was presenting on incivility, a member of the audience naturally was uncivil to her. So I thought, there it is in the moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! Wow. Well, wow. That person was there for a reason.
1: Correct. Correct. Um, But so that uh, really having a language for this and understanding more about it, you know, in this presentation I heard in 2017 caused me to look more deeply at this topic for how it was, um, you know, uh, relevant to our society, but also to my developing coaching practice and work with clients. Oh, great. And what do you define as incivility? Well, it's, um, you know, in the workplace, people talk about it as kind of seemingly inconsequential, but really inconsiderate uh, behaviors that are outside what we expect Whether ways people expect to behave in the workplace, Um, and you can translate that to just to life in general when people engage in behaviors that are that aren't necessarily intentional, like bullying, but are um, inconsiderate or rude and um, have an impact on the target of the behavior.
0: How how, how does it relate to the term or to the experience of uh, microaggression?
1: Ah, um, so I think. I mean, I'm not an expert in microaggressions, so for any Brilliant. of our listeners who are out there who are, I just want to say this is the way that yeah, I think about it, but yeah. um, I mean, I think some people might put microaggressions in the category of bullying um, if if some of those are, I mean, usually microaggression is something that's done in, um, without intention, mm-hmm. um, you know, without awareness, which is more of what uh, is incivility, uncivil behaviors. It doesn't, people don't mean to be rude or hurtful. So the short answer to your Uh, question is I think about microaggressions as a subcategory of incivility.
0: Yeah. Wow. And thank you for the distinction between incivility and bullying. And you wrote clearly about that in your article as well. Right. I mean, there was a simple example of leaving dishes in the communal sink at, at work, It's right. So, you know, who do you think is going to clean that up kind of thing? Right. And just, you know, that kind of uh, behavior.
1: Yes. And that's um, the hilarious thing is that's something from my own experience. (laughs) (laughs) There's a dish lever in my office. So um, I get to not just spout this stuff in my wisdom, but I get to actually try to practice it (laughs) in my own life.
0: Um, you know, it's it's so interesting that I have this article in hand and we just published it. I was just yesterday speaking with a client and I'm glad I I had this at hand to remind me the possibilities of helping my client because she had, I think it was incivility. It wasn't bullying. It was just clearly a I know better than you, kind of attitude thing, and it was a shift. It was almost like a bipolar. So, I'm not quite sure. Jury's still out yet on that. On what we need to do, and and thank you for putting in here what coaches can do. So, yeah. Um, but before we get into the practical aspects of, uh, you spoke a lot about that, uh, like in the title, you know, it costs. So, mm-hmm. you know, put that into the into this answer of how is uh, the relationship between, like, how do you connect?
1: Incivility and stress. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's a um, I don't know if the right term is a bivalent, but it's a sort of two ways or chicken and egg kind of approach here, because um, that experiencing incivility from others creates stress, and and as that as the um, instances of incivility mount up the person who's kind of the target, who's experiencing it, their stress is gonna mount. So there's that effect, but there's also the effect that the more stressed people are, the more likely they are to engage in uncivil behaviors. Oh, wow, the gift that keeps on giving. Right, (laughs) so, um, you know, and I think there's a lot, especially a lot of work um, in leadership assessments that talk about, like the Hogan that talks about who are people when they're at their worst, like when they have what what are called derailing behaviors or sort of stress-related negative behaviors. And I would think about incivility as one of them.
0: Yeah, wow. Um, You wrote about how coaches can help. And I'm just curious about what can we do or what can, like when what happens to us, what can clients do on their own? They Let's say they're between coaching or something like that. Any, Any things that pop to mind?
1: so you you're saying like if a client yeah. experiences um, something and sort of an episode of incivility, well um, you know I think that that sometimes the thing to do is to try to to process that with someone else that knows the the quote perpetrator or the person right. that was uncivil um, to determine depending upon what the What the instance is, whether or not it's something that's worth addressing. Right. Um, Okay. So, for example, with my dishes in the sink, example, which is a chronic issue in my office, but that's (laughs) we're not here to talk about. It's a chronic Um, issue at home, you know, for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, But okay. I mean, how much of an issue I've I've I have sort of taken a a low level response to that um, uh, right now, Um, but. For, so something like that, it may be not worth, maybe just worth sort of talking to someone else and processing, right. okay, who might be doing this and, and is it worth addressing? In some instances, it's like, it's not worth addressing. In another instance in which uh, perhaps it is worth addressing, um, you know, there's a whole lot to unpack there, but my brief advice would be take some time to sort th- to, to of consider is this person who has engaged in uncivil behaviors um open to feedback mm. and are you in a position if it's someone who's a boss yeah. of yours they may or may not be open to feedback <laughs> and sometimes bosses aren't right yeah. and it, so you really have to just determine okay <clears throat> is the whoever is the kind of perpetrator that's engaged in this behavior are they actually open to feedback and if they if they aren't then you have to figure out how are you gonna be able to manage your own frustration with that. But if they are to take the opportunity, don't send your response or frustrations in an email. Um, Ideally, it's an in-person or video or perhaps phone conversation, but in which you talk to, I always advise people, talk to people about the idea that um, I really believe you didn't mean this Mm. to be hurtful or offensive, but when you said X, you know, that was really hurtful or frustrating. Um, that's kind of the general outline I would offer to people. But to, to um, think about yourself as empowered to be able to talk to the person depending upon the circumstances.
0: Yeah, truly. It's funny, you know, you, you remind me of the example you gave of coaching a, a leader whose, uh, uh, whose direct reports were claiming that he was being uh, incivil. And he, and he did it to you. And you yes, went- yeah. Basically, see, that's what they're
1: talking about. Right. It's like the song in the 80s, whoop, there it is. Right. I mean, that's that was basically, and you know, the other challenge I think I'll just say for coaches in that instance is we want our clients to like us. And we want our clients to feel supported and encouraged, and but sometimes that also means challenging behaviors. Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily win friends with our clients sometimes depending upon their level of openness. And he was not very open when I initially pointed this out. I mean, it was like, it was tense for the rest of the session after that, but to his credit, he went away and came back and thought about it.
0: Yeah. Coaching happens between the sessions. Yes. Yeah. We're not, we're not, and technically we're not paid to be their friends. Of course we all love them. Yep. And I was always given the advice coach risking to be fired mm-hmm. right like don't hold back don't worry about getting fired and to your example it's like he's gonna he's a better leader and more likely respects you for having the spot to do it to say right. it and talk about it and so using that example do you so <laughs> weird question but do you find that the people that are talking about incivility are usually the perpetrators? Um, or do we all would, do it at one time or another, depending on the people, the situation?
1: I mean, the old expression, we have seen the enemy and it is us. Um, <laughs> I, think that, I, I mean, I think we all engage in uncivil behaviors um, and that's that's just a part of being human. And we don't mean to be kind of inconsiderate, but at, at some and and hopefully by recognizing that, by that you know we want compassion from other people when maybe we make mistakes that we can kind of bring that same level of compassion to when other people do, right. as well. Yeah. But to your question about, um, you know, do I do you, do I talk more with kind of perpetrators of incivility or tar- targets or people that experience it? And I would say I'm I'm usually talking more with people who are targets, because they're more likely to be talking about the instance right. versus, um, I mean, versus someone who's uh, coming in for some other reason, and then they just maybe happen to make an offhand comment um, that is a, a pr- problematic or that gives me a hint. Like when someone says, you know, yeah, that my my sometimes my employees don't like my behavior. Well, it's like, hmm. Dig yeah. here. Yeah, um, exactly.
0: Right. <laughs> give, me, give me the
1: <laughs> ammunition here. Right. Yeah. Right. And and the thing is, it's hopefully, you know, and and in the instance that I wrote about, I mean, that that was part of what this leader was wanting to understand. He's like, I don't get why people get offended or um and so, <laughs> you know, um, and and he did, I think, appreciate that in the end. Yeah, they usually do. Well, because we're,
0: we're like, it goes back to not being their friends. We're there to tell them the truth, point out what we see, reflect back, like all our tools as a coach.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, and people, you know, people can sometimes say that they want the truth, but they don't really want the truth or yeah. they struggle with the truth or, or and again, the truth as we're seeing it, right? Yeah. Um, the truth as we see it, so.
0: Yeah. Um, I should have asked this
1: earlier, but are there different types of incivility? Um. What a great question. So yes, um, yeah. there's interpersonal. This is what we probably typically think of, uh-huh. is you know, gossiping or snide remarks in you know meetings about people, um, or just in meetings. Uh, so there's the interpersonal incivility. But a, I think a growing and perhaps even more prominent variation now of incivility is cyber incivility. Right. You know. I mean. And I think being fueled right now by social media.
0: Yeah, and um, the relative anonymity of it.
1: Right, but but think about uh, even in, for example, Zoom meetings like this, in large mm-hmm. Zoom meetings, people will be messag- messaging each other about the presenter or other people, and or even just in the public forum chat, be making negative comments, uh, rude comments, uncivil comments. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that maybe the computer environment gives people this, if not sense of anonymity, a sense of distance that makes them feel safer to do things like that. Um, so there's the interpersonal, there's the cyber, and then you know the victim, what's called the victimless, which mm-hmm. is just my example of dishes in the sink, or leaving a copier jammed and just walking off, so the next person that comes, they can't use it, or mm-hmm. leaving much coffee in the group coffee uh, machine. So when you, you, you get just very little, have to make a whole new pot. Yes, that's, yeah, that's
0: irritating. a little, that much stuff in the fridge and there's not right. another container. So you have to go shopping for it. Oh, I'm getting into my personal <laughs> life now. <laughs> no, oh. no, that's great. Thank you so much. And so, so look, shifting again. So you spoke very clearly about the cost to work. Um, reduced productivity, increased absenteeism and resignations, quiet quitting. We've heard a lot about that toxic work environment. Talk to me about the ripple effect. Where does it go after that? Like what's the next ripple beyond the work environment?
1: Um, So, well, uh, certainly let me just say that, that um, there can be these episodes of incivility and effects in, in a boss supervisee relationship that then the ripple effects go out to other people on the team or depending upon the level at which this is happening, it can sort of spread to ultimately an entire department or even organization. You know, there are, uh, that that it is, it can be kind of cancerous in that infects Um, and creates really toxic environments, not just in certain departments, which is possible, but then in the larger organization. But I think what you're also getting at is then beyond the work environment, people then carry their frustrations from these behaviors home. And oh boy, um, they are uh, expressing uh, directly or indirectly their um, stress and negativity to um, others in their work environment. They may be um, coming home and very tearful or upset and distressed and then their partner or family members having to comfort them. That can lead to also health uh, concerns um, and, you know, some you know things like headaches or chronic stomach aches, ulcers and that sort of thing. But, you know, even, <clears throat> and this is a point I make, is that uh, not just in this article, but other work I'm doing, that the, the, uh, the increase in stress can ultimately even lead to more chronic illnesses like cardiac disease or cancer. That's what stress does over time. It's,
0: right. it's becoming less of a surprise to me that when people uh, come up with, with, sorry, don't, when they experience these um, long-term illnesses, that it's related to their life somehow, right? It's not just the, it's not just the physical environment. It's also the mental environment.
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sad. Yeah. Wow. This is great. What else did you want to say that you didn't have room for in the article? I have a feeling there's tons more
1: um well yes i mean i i think that there's a lot to say about the idea of what to do if you have experienced um incivility and as well as um some some other thing i didn't write about in this article but is about um how uncivil we can be to ourselves and oh, sometimes interesting. the people that are un- the people that are being uncivil to themselves then are more likely to be rude and inconsiderate to other people. Um, so this this may be a shameless act of self-promotion, but um, to that point, I've actually completed a book manuscript that my intention Ooh. is to publish in 2024 that really gets at this question about how do you manage incivility that you're engaging in against yourself, or how do you manage kind of episodes of incivility from other people? And it's a mindfulness-based approach.
0: Well, I look forward to that, and you're going to keep us posted, yeah. and we'll let our audience know about that.
1: Yes, I sure will. I sure will.
0: Um, what else would you like our audience to do as a result of this article and this conversation? So keep an eye on the book. <laughs> keep an eye on the book. Right. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd um, love to um, network with other people who may have interest in this topic of incivility. And I think we're going to you're going to have a link for my uh, a link for yeah. my LinkedIn. Okay. Yes, we will. Um, okay. Good. Uh, And people are welcome to go to my uh, website, which is activatesuccess.org, not .com, uh, activatesuccess.org. And if you go to the resources section, there's a number of mindfulness activities. And I also have something that's called the wall of wellness, which is, um, this is a free gift, free, um, (laughs) that if people want to, they can download themselves. And it's just a, Single uh, sheet that has a what looks like um, a wall, a fence with different fence posts, mm-hmm. and it's a way for people to rate where are they in terms of their wellness right now, and what are areas of strength, and what are areas that need to be developed.
0: So wow. that's cool. I'll Look forward to that. Yeah. activate dot John O'Brien, LinkedIn, and we'll have those uh, attached to this episode as well as the article. Great. John, thank you so much. I'm really glad that you took up the mantle to, to talk about this. Um, it's a very interesting topic. I hope you uh, don't be a one-hit wonder. Write for us again. Uh, maybe something comes out of your book that you might want to write about. Um, we're happy to uh, put it into consideration for publication, and then we'd have to talk again.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for encouraging me to, um, to write for choice. It's been a pleasure to, um, to do so and to do this podcast. And yeah, I look forward to future collaboration. So thank you. Kate. Yeah.
0: My pleasure. Thank you. That's it for this episode of beyond the page for more episodes, subscribe via your, via your favorite podcast app. Um, and we know that a lot of uh, people subscribe to us through, uh, um, Apple and Spotify. Um, just type in the word choice and coaching, and you're most, most likely to see all of our, uh, episodes. If you're not a subscriber to choice, you can sign up for your free digital issue of choice magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the sign up now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy the journey to mastery. Thanks, John.
1: Thanks, Gary.